0: Welcome to episode 20 of the Screenfellows podcast. My name is Carlos. And I'm Ozzy. In this episode, we will be reviewing Nerve and Bad Moms. Plus, with Suicide Squad coming out this weekend, we will be ranking our top 10 favorite superhero movies of all time. Enjoy the show. Shut up and sit down.
1: How are you doing? I am relaxed it's today. Relaxed. oh. Yeah, yeah, man, it's, it's my, my day off. off. Oh, true, true. It's my day off. It's exciting, right? <laughs> you know, thanks Target for hook yeah. the hookup.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what, what have you been like watching recently? I saw Nerf today. Oh, uh, true, true. Oh, boy. You have been watching any TV recently? Or are you kind of definitely, this is your TV off season? This is, this is my vacation from TV. Yeah, right. It's my <laughs> little vacation. I still got a little bit <laughs> yeah. going on with, um... The Night Of is on HBO. I watch Ballers on HBO. <laughs> is that a good show, Ballers? I will defend that show. There's a lot of people that don't like that show. I defend it. I think it's not that bad. And it actually goes in some interesting, interestingly deep directions with kind of how football has an effect on some of these players. But anyway, this is not a baller's review. Um, so let's just get into our actual first review of this episode um, with Nerve. I actually saw this movie weeks ago. Yeah, you did. Um, but it just came out actually a Last, week ago today, yeah, like something like that. Um, it came out on Wednesday. That's weird. But anyway, you finally have seen this movie, so mm-hmm. we're going to talk about it. Ozzy, I, I'm afraid to ask because I kind of know <laughs> the direction that this review is going to go for you. But what did you think of Nerve? Uh, the more I think about it, the more I like it less. <laughs> I think that's fair. Um, for me, this is this is a fun thriller, and I think you'll if you go to see this and just you're going and know you're just going in for a fun little thriller, you're going to be entertained. It's an entertaining movie. But, if you put any thought into it whatsoever, it completely breaks down and but I think it's it's just a fun thriller, and the thriller's job is to entertain you when you're in the theater, so I think it's fine. I mean, um, if we were
1: to use that excuse for a lot of the movies that we've seen this summer,
0: then it, we would have to like right. lower our expectations for everything, yeah, but there's <laughs> a difference between like when you go into a theater and you're just like. You're going in for a Jason Bourne movie where you're, yeah, you're looking for thrilling action, but you're also looking for um, major character development and things like that. With this, you know, like, watching the trailers, you're not, like, looking for, like, oh, my gosh, deep character development. I'm not looking (laughs) for deep character development. I'm just looking for me to at least care for these
1: characters, for the story to at least make sense. I think that's reasonable here. And to have a good time as well, uh, there's there's movies that we're gonna get into in the top ten that do both, actually to do all three. So, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> you didn't care for any of these characters. I cared for the main two characters. Same, and I think and that's that's is it. The,
0: is that not good enough? I mean, yeah, of course you want to care somewhat for the side characters, but. They're side characters, so it's not like you have to have like major character depth, and that's definitely a negative for me. Is some of the side characters are definitely really one dimensional, like really one dimensional. Exactly. Um, Let's just get into our positives yeah, because true. I don't want to talk okay. trash. Like I this mean, screen. I definitely have some <laughs> positives here. Um, I guess I'll start us off. Um, like I said, it kept there. You can say what you want about the whole premise not making sense, but. The actual dare sequences, they were entertaining. Some of them kept you on... Most of them kept me on the edge of my seat where I was like, oh, this is actually really well shot, really well done. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I'm going to give the movie that. That's yeah, actually one of my Especially because, like you said, you do somewhat, at least somewhat, care for these main two characters. Mm-hmm. So when you have two characters that you care about, somewhat, <laughs> you're going to be entertained or at least like on the edge of your seat when they're doing something extremely dangerous. Yeah, I, mean, I, I I enjoyed the dare sequences. That's all that to say that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed the dare sequences too. I mean. And did they, I know some of the outcomes that yeah. was going to happen? Yeah, I did.
0: Well, of course. I mean, they're not going to die in the first act. Spoiler alert, I guess. They don't die in no, no, the beginning act. No, no, no. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> that's not, not what I'm talking about. Yeah. We'll get into detail later. <laughs> um, um, but I think they do escalate as the movie goes along, and the movie is designed for it to do that, and I think that's really well done.
1: Yeah, another positive I'm going to give is that the chemistry between Emma Roberts and Dave Franco
0: Agreed. is also pretty good. Especially with two strangers that just met, you know? Um, yeah. It's pretty good, and... Um, well, they kind of explain that in a way that, if you again, if you think about it too much, it doesn't make much sense. But they do explain why their characters are supposed to have such great chemistry. Um, but, like, yeah, the actors themselves had good chemistry, and it comes across on the screen really well in yeah. their character dynamic. Um, one thing that... I don't know if this is going to be our positives or not, but the cinematography... Did you enjoy how it was shot and the kind of the visuals of the movie? No. Oh really? Is that in your negatives? Yeah. Oh, okay. I actually <laughs> I thought it was really unique. They used a lot of neon lighting, which um basically in every scene there's some sort of neon light. Um it I think it was really again, like I said, unique and different from something that you normally see. Um made everything kind of stand out and I really enjoyed it, and a lot of, like, the visual ideas, like, where you would be watching somebody through the other side of a screen, I thought that was really interesting, especially considering the message of the movie, um, which was a little heavy-handed, we'll get into that, um, but I thought it was very unique visually, and I appreciated
1: it. Yeah, I mean, I'll get into into (laughs) that later. Okay. Um... I think that Emma Roberts and Dave Franco do a decent job of making a scare
0: for them, though. I think yeah. it's... Um, performances? You yeah, think? I think they, they, they did good. Overall. I think overall the performances were pretty solid. I mean, you can... Like, we'll get to... Obviously, we already talked about some of the side characters and how they're written pretty one-dimensionally. But their performances weren't necessarily bad, any of them. Yeah. Um, another thing I'll say is the soundtrack. I mean, not everybody's going to love the soundtrack, but I really like the soundtrack. I gotta re-listen to it again because um, <laughs> I've just been thinking
1: so much about this movie. It's literally just gone downhill. <laughs> so, <laughs> um,
0: whatever. As I was watching it, I did really enjoy the soundtrack. Um, and also, another kind of character thing is the. They're... yes, one of the, like we said multiple times now. Some of the side characters are one-dimensional, but. There is a confrontation between Emma Roberts and one of her friends that I think was really well written and really well executed. Uh, That's all I'm going to say because I don't want to spoil it too much. But it kind of made me appreciate some of the drama that they were going for. Um, I don't think it all necessarily worked, but some of that drama did work. Um, Do you have any more positives? Or you're going to tear it apart now? I'm going to tear this movie apart now. Okay. Um... Yeah, go for it, and then I'll get to my biggest issue. Okay,
1: this movie was extremely predictable, which is partially why I wasn't on the edge of my seat half the time when I felt like I should have been. Because I saw the trailer, and I felt like the trailer kind of gave away so much. You know what I mean? Like, there were dares in, like, the second going into the third act that I didn't see at all. But I know the outcome already because of the the trailer. So, I'm just like... uh,
0: yeah. yeah, um...
1: And that made... I mean, and that, that that's not necessarily, like... But the movie itself was also really predictable. How,
0: how so? I mean, you're gonna... You're I'm not gonna, gonna ha- give, like, a scenario, because okay. there's plenty of scenarios I mean, that I can name out. Uh, there, uh, pl- I don't know about plenty. I think there's one very predictable element at the end of the movie that frustrated me, because I think they had a chance to go in a unique direction, um, and take a, make a bold choice, and then they're just like, oh, no, and it's like, okay, we're just gonna end like this. Um... And I think that element, I guess you could say, is predictable. But like I said, as as a movie as a whole, like of course, what what elements are you talking about? Predictable? It's pretty. It's a pretty simple premise. It's like they're doing these dares and dares and dares. They're not going to die in the middle of the movie. It doesn't. That's not how these movies work.
1: Like there is there's something that happened that made Emma Roberts do something. Mm-hmm. But I already saw her doing it regardless because of the escalation that's happening. Okay. So, like, that was predictable because I already knew that was going to happen.
0: hmm
1: Like, I already felt it. And then this the thing that happened before... I'm not going to... I know uh, it sounds this is, really... This is really vague really bad, not helping really, anybody. Really, <laughs> he's not helping anybody, but yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to get into detail because I can't.
0: Okay. But anyways, it was, I don't necessarily it was predictable think, to me. I, I don't necessarily think it was predictable. I think if you avoided the trailer because... I actually did a written review for this one, and um, the I actually made a note of this. Like the trailer ruins this. Like it shows you everything, so don't freaking watch the trailer if you haven't seen it. Just go watch the movie if you're gonna watch it. Um, but I, and I think that adds to kind of the predictability of it. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of hinted at it before, but the third act of this movie it's a it's a mess. Um, this movie starts out kind of strong like I, I i like i said i was really enjoying a lot of the dare sequences and um just these main characters but then the third act happens and they try kind of ex- like they expand on the already existing Complications with the story, with the plot that don't make any sense. The plot holes, like, and they start going into those areas where there's plot holes and you're like, no, don't zoom in on that (laughs) because if you think about it already, it doesn't make sense. And now you're going to make us, you're going to put a micro, uh, a magnifying glass over it. (laughs) That's not a good idea. And they go there and it's like, oh crap, this doesn't make any sense whatsoever. So it kind of highlights the areas that don't make sense. And like I said before, they copped out and they, they had a chance to go in a different direction and they blew it and went in a cliched ending. And they even tied up r- really random storylines, like character arcs that did not need to be tied up. Like there's two characters where, um, like, okay, basically, this isn't swelling anything. One of the characters, his thing is that he's always had a crush on Emma Roberts character. And they tie up to that storyline in just like a... They just tie it up, and you're just like... That did not need to be done at all. Like, I'm not te- I'm not even telling you how it's going to be tied up, and you probably won't expect how it's going to be tied up, but... It's Which is stupid how it was tied up, exactly. to be honest with it you. It was stupid. <laughs> it didn't... Or it was dumb in the first place. But then, why did that... That didn't need to happen at all. Why do you, Why did we have to address that? That's um, the only thing I was... I don't know. Some, but, of
1: of the some of the some of the characters... The side characters are just so dumb. Like, I didn't care for them. They were just there to just annoy the crap out of me, and it was just ridiculous. I didn't care for some of these characters. I'm not going to go into specifics, but I just didn't care for a lot of these characters. I, I, but I
0: think there were good ideas behind some of them, but it just... It wasn't executed properly. Yeah, it was just... I was just sitting there just like, get out of my face. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Alright. I'm pretty much out of negatives. What do you got? I know you probably have some more... Oh, just some of the way the scenes were shot. I mean You didn't like the cinematography. I thought the cinematography
1: like I liked the I liked what you said like when uh like when we saw them from like the perspective of like a phone. Yeah. I thought that was actually pretty cool. But there were some choppy scenes in there then like okay. um some shaky cam. But other than that I mean I mean that that was like part of like a like a lot of how they shot the the shots, like, the, oh, they, the scenes. I, and I understand why they did it, because of uh, the dares. So it's not necessarily and, that I'm going to, like, like cut it, like, huge or yeah, anything like but that. It, it but it was a
0: narrative thing, too, because they're trying to tell the story, like... From as, someone's... As if, as if, like, everybody's seeing this just through phones and through just... It's like you're seeing this and you know you're not supposed to be watching this, you know? Yeah. And that's how they're trying to shoot the movie. And that's why I think it worked and why it was unique for me and why I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. But... If that kind of editing and filming annoys you, then I guess you're out of luck. So
1: yeah, I mean it was it was in a in in a unique way. So I'm not going to take points away from that. Yeah.
0: But. Um, you got anything else? No, that's about it. All right. Well, how about you score this movie? I'm really scared. Five point two. Wow. Um. Okay. <laughs> not bad. I mean, it's technically, decent. yeah, technically that's not a bad. It's score on our scale, but it's just. For you, it was just forgettable. Like, yeah, I'm not going to remember this movie, and, and okay, like I'm already starting to forget about it. because okay. I hope so. <laughs> um, uh, for me, like I said, because of some of the visual um style and the, I I can't come out of this movie and say I wasn't entertained by the first two acts. That, that I would be flat out lying to you. So because of that, I am a little higher on it. But then the third act happens, and then it's just like you completely blew up your premise and <laughs> then you crapped on the ending so it kind of keeps it from being good for me um so I'm at a six point eight I thought it had so much potential in the first two acts and then I, it just uh, the end it started off really strong and whimpered to an end <laughs> um so that's our review of nerve I You wouldn't recommend people see this, right? No, I wouldn't. Um, I mean, like I said, like, you guys
1: know what I always say. Go see it. But, uh, personally, don't go see it because it sucks. It sucks. (laughs) I'm playing. I'm messing around, guys. It's decent. But just, I wouldn't suggest going into there thinking about this movie. Like, you Uh, have to really turn your brain off. Yeah, and just enjoy, like, kind of the,
0: um, dare Yeah, yeah, because my mistake was thinking about the movie after. (laughs) Fair. Um, for me, I'm not going to like, if somebody said they're going to see Nerve, I wouldn't be like, why? But I, but I'm not going to like go and tell people to go see Nerve, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, let's move into our second review. And this one, I think we're going to have a little bit of an opposite dynamic here. I think you like this movie more than I did. I, I really like this movie more than you did. Oh, uh, well, we'll find out <laughs> how much more. Um, bad moms. <laughs> Which was, again, came out last weekend. Um, so, this is a comedy that, I, at first, I, like seeing the trailers, I was not interested in. Were you interested in this?
1: I was in decently interested. It didn't have me dying laughing in the trailers, but yeah. I was just like, yeah,
0: okay. And then, I think they realized that people were not knowing what this movie was. Um, because they started coming out with trailers. Me and my brother were watching the watching TV one day and they came out with this trailer that basically all the trailer was, was listing what it was rated R for. (laughs) That's it. There was like bad moms rated R for full frontal nudity. And it's just like, what (laughs) this is your trailer. This is your advertisement. And I think they were kind of course correct because they knew people didn't know that it was going to be a raunchy comedy. Um, so and it definitely is a raunchy Yeah, comedy. it's a really... Um, so, I movie. All right. Well, let's get into it. What are your positives of this movie? The chemistry between
1: Kristen Bell, Amiela Kunis, and Katherine Hahn were... They actually worked really well together. Yeah. I enjoyed their chemistry together, and it was... It, they really worked well, so... I, agreed. I
0: think they played off well with each other. Um, I will kind of get into my thoughts on the characters individually, but as a group, it really worked, and I think... They really started to hit their stride in the middle of this movie. I do think it slowed down towards the end. Um, and then I'll talk about the beginning later. But um, I, I do really enjoy, I did really enjoy the chemistry between these characters and kind of the way they played off of each other.
1: Yeah, another one of my positives is that you really do care for each of the main characters individually. Like, at least I did personally. we <laughs> see in my face in the Yeah, like, Carlos is like eh, uh, I don't know about that. But no, I I really did, especially for um Mila Kunis, you really did see the daily struggles of her character. That's
0: the key. I think Mila Kunis is the only relatable character uh, in the bunch. <laughs> she like she's the one that's kind of grounded in some sort of reality. The other two were completely over the top, and I was just like, "You are unrelatable." I'm sorry, <laughs> like I can't care about you because you're so over the top.
1: And, you know, I actually liked Carla Dunkler, who was played by Catherine Hahn. She, to me, she stole the show.
0: She I mean, was she hilarious. Was, she was funny at times, but I wasn't. I didn't relate to her as a character. I mean, I can understand where you're coming from, but yeah. she's just.
1: I I saw what they were trying to do. She's just a mom still trying to have fun, and they did, and they yeah, they did put personalities.
0: Without making it over the top, like oh, I completely ignore my kid, and it's just like okay, okay she didn't say that basic, ba- basic. She didn't do that.
1: She doesn't ignore her kid. Yes, she does. No, she doesn't. <laughs> Watch the movie, and then Zeno. she loves her kid. Okay. She was <laughs> crying for
0: her kid. All right, they whatever. had a touching
1: moment towards the towards the last act of
0: this movie, Carlos. Anyway, what are you talking about, <laughs> um, but yeah, I just I didn't find most the two of them, Kristen Bell's character, and. Um, What'd you say her name was? Catherine, Catherine Hunt. Hunt. Yeah. Her her character, uh, but Mila Kunis, like I said, she's kind of the driving force of the movie. Um, yeah. I mean, you really, relate to, yeah, you really, like you really do. Care, you really do relate
1: to her character. Yeah. I mean, I, I know I did like my mom and I did personally, like yeah. my mom was always late. You were there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. I almost came the, almost in <laughs> the <to> class late.
0: <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that's definitely, um, a plus for me to as well. um, one small thing that I'm going to mention here, uh, there's a really strange amount of movie references in this movie, and I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's so many movie jokes, and I was just like, wait, what? Why are we making this joke right now? But it's awesome. Um, so I appreciated that because I was able to catch most of them. Um... I'm going to say that the
1: movie succeeded... Personally, for me, the movie succeeded in making us laugh, but also showed the daily struggles of what a mom goes through. Exactly. That was one
0: of the things that I was... Another positive I was going to mention is that it's definitely a tribute to moms in the end. And, um, yes, it's definitely a raunchy comedy. So don't, like, go and, oh, it's a tribute to moms. So go, let me take my family to go see this movie. No. No, don't do that. It's a raunchy (laughs) comedy. But in, in the end of the day, they do... Kind of show you, like, hey, appreciate your mom and think about what they did for you and think about all the crap that they had to go through. So I did really enjoy that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any more positives?
1: That's it for me. I mean, um, I, yeah. I yeah. think you're going to change them move one night. Um,
0: kind of. <laughs> I, I think with every positive, I kind of have a negative to go along with it. Um, like I said, with the chemistry going into like that's the strong point of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, these characters and their chemistry. But at first, I, I really did not like this movie in the first act at all. I was just like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. What is happening right now? I wasn't <laughs> laughing, I was like, this is okay, like, where are we going with this? What's the point? And then you start to realize as the movie goes along, okay, so it's kind of like a hangover type thing. As to where, like, there's just a group of friends and you're just enjoying them being ridiculous. And when you start to get, like, you start to just accept what these characters are, then you can just laugh at the stupidest things that they do. Like, you just, you, they're doing something dumb and you're like, that's that's funny. Yeah, because, I mean, I can, I can understand where you're going from. Because you're attaching to these characters. And that's fine. And towards the middle of the movie, that's where I was at. I was just like, they were doing dumb crap. And I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. And then the end of the movie, it wasn't horrible. I just think it kind of slowed down because it got into the actual story of the movie, which I didn't like, which is another one of my negatives. I think the story was kind of forced. It's just, like, basically the plot of the movie is, like, they're having this conflict. I'm going to try to be vague here. They're having this conflict with the PTA, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I just didn't care about that story at all. I just felt like it was kind of thrown in there when I was just like... Especially in the middle of the movie when I was just like, all right, let's enjoy these characters being their, them, their characters. And then it's like, oh, yeah, we have a plot. And it's like, oh, okay, we're going here. Sure, I'll just go along with you. And it just wasn't as good as the middle of the movie for me. Um, did, you, did you like the story? I like the story. Mm-hmm. Um, the only problem that I had
1: with the particular stories is the side characters. 'Cause to me that those characters were extremely cart like were just cartoonish. cartoonish. Yeah. So like those side characters and then like the I'd say like the antagonist mm-hmm. was also kinda cartoonish for me. Yeah. And, um they were kind and, of like we, her squad. Yeah,
0: with the that the, like the <laughs> it kinda gave me a mean girls vibe, but it didn't I, I just they didn't get all the way there. Like if you're gonna go mean girls, go all the way go full mean girls. Don't go half mean girls. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> and they didn't get all the way there, and I was just like, uh, it just falls flat. Yeah, like there and was it feels just cartoonish. Yeah,
1: there was just some cartoonish yeah. characters there, especially like, um, especially Mike, mm-hmm. who is played by David Walton, who is supposed to, who is supposedly Mia Lacunis' husband in the movie. So yeah. he was really cartoonish as well.
0: Oh, my. that's another thing. I was definitely you reminded me of that. Um, some you're you're right. A lot of these side characters are kind of just like. One, one note and you're just like, okay. And the dad is a perfect example of that. I'm happy, very happy about that because he's just like, he's a horrible person the entire time. And you're just like, what? yeah, because (laughs) not, okay. Yes. Like, and they're trying to poke, like get at the fact that moms do everything and it's, yeah, that's true, but not, all fathers are completely inept or abusive, like Kristen Bell's husband is.
1: Yes, like, the thing <laughs> is... The thing why I, why I really liked Kristen Bell's and Katherine Hahn's character... Because I've actually seen, like, a mom like Katherine Hahn's character. I, and... What I are you hanging out with? No, I just my friend's mom. I'm <laughs> okay. not going to get into details. I'm not going to say any mom's names here. Okay. But, I mean, I do know that, that um she cares for her kids at the end of the day. And... um. I'm pretty sure, like, I've seen, like, my stepmom was a stay-at-home mom, mm-hmm. so that's why I also like, Kristen Bell's character, in a sense, um, but just the husbands, I'm just like, yo, like, yeah. these people are so cartoonish, and they're, they're like, they're non the non-realistic, in a sense, and someone, and the thing, the thing that annoyed me is this, like, they kept throwing him back in the movie, like, me and did something, but they kept throwing him back in there
0: yeah um this is this might be verging on breaking our rule about talking about serious issues, but the a lot of people complain about ghostbusters saying that all the male characters were either dumb or just bad, so do you think that I think this movie is a better example of that because every than ghostbusters because every male character in this movie is either stupid. Or a horrible person. Or a sex object. Or a wimp. Every <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of them. Yeah, like and I'm thinking about it now. Some like the, sort of four, combination of...
1: <laughs> like the five but, guys uh, that are actually in this movie.
0: They're ridiculous. True. Um, but there's this one guy that I kind of want to talk about. And I'll mention that at the end because it's a little slightly spoilery. Um, but um, do you have any other negatives? There's just some things that happen in this movie where I just question. I was like, how
1: did you know that? Okay. Like, just plot wise here, just plot like, wise, yeah, okay. like where these characters know something that that like they didn't even see, they weren't yeah. even there, and then
0: they know about it. Was like, okay, how? It's, yeah, that's just for. <laughs> yeah, writing, so it was editing, like, yeah. so yeah. Um. Okay. One another. Like, I had a small positive, and this is my small negative. Um, it's not even a small negative. It's just an overarching thing that I want to scream to Hollywood. Just because you put something in slow motion does not make it funnier. I, there's so many times <laughs> where, like, these ladies were just pouring things onto their faces or doing like dancing. Oh yeah, yeah. and it's they the put trailer. it it's in, in, in the slow trailer. motion, and it's like, is this supposed to make it funnier? Because like I'm seeing her pour cheese puffs on her face in slow motion. Okay, sure. <laughs> Like, I, I, did, I was just like, what do we, do? like, and the first time I was like, okay, like, whatever. And then they did it again, and it's like, there's so much slow motion in this movie, I felt like I was watching a freaking Zack Snyder, like, 300, but with them whoring things on their face. And I was just like, what is this? I don't know, small little thing, but it's kind of just like, an overarching comedy thing. Just because you put something in slow motion doesn't make it fun. Just saying. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one, alright. Um, last thing that I'm gonna talk about before we rate our movies. And this is maybe slightly spoilery. It's, it's just like a cameo. So, if you don't wanna know about this one cameo in the movie, fast forward 30 seconds. Um. Fast forward two minutes, just in case, guys. No, 30 <laughs> seconds. It won't take long. Um, J, JJ Watt is in this movie. Do you know who JJ Watt is? Because mm-hmm. I know you don't watch football that much. No. Uh, he's probably the best defensive player in the NFL. Um, but he's in this movie. He's the soccer coach. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I, as I saw, as I watched it, I was like, is that, is that JJ Watt? And then I was like, that's JJ Watt. Um, he's not a very good actor, but I just thought it's worth noting that he's in this movie and his role is kind of funny, I guess. No, it's uh, not. You didn't find it funny at all? No, I didn't. I thought it, ended horribly like I thought it started off strong where I was just like oh this guy's like his character's he was, cool he was a wimp yeah and, and then and it ends ridiculous. like you're saying but um so that's that he's definitely not gonna win any Oscars anytime soon but hey oh, you never know no, he's not. <laughs> you never know The Rock was not good when he first started to so whatever um anyway let us get let us get into <laughs> our ratings of these movies of this movie what do you got <laughs> I gave it a 6.8. Whoa. Mm hmm. And <laughs> you like this movie a lot more than that. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Uh, you were laughing <laughs> the entire time. My Okay. I, whoa. Because I'm it's not, because it's
1: not, it's not like a great comedy. I mean. And it's not necessarily, like, like it's not great or anything. I mean, I thought it was an okay comedy. I
0: mean, I liked it way more than Central Intelligence and all that. I'm just saying, like, I don't understand how you rate comedies at all. Because I swear you were laughing the entire movie. (laughs) I wasn't laughing the entire movie, Carlos. You were laughing most of the movie. (laughs) No, because the thing is...
1: 'Cause I thought about it more, like I said, I mean some of the main character some of the main characters man characters and some of the side characters kinda like lowered yeah. the movie for me. Okay.
0: So Um I'm okay, this is going to shock you. I'm higher than you. I don't understand how you write <laughs> comedies at all. I'm just baffled. Um I am at a seven point one. I'm not that higher than you. Yeah. But that's where I'm at. I, I think it was a good Little comedy. I don't think it's going to be like anything like to write home about. You're like, oh, you have to go see Bad Moms. But sure, go see Bad Moms. If you're looking for a fun comedy. Hey, I would go see Bad Moms again, to be real. Yeah, you gave it a 6.8. I don't understand that. I had a fun time. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Why are you so upset? I don't understand how you write comedy. <laughs> we'll talk about it after. <laughs> okay. Jeez, um, this is a disaster. Um... <laughs>
1: All right, guys, Let's we're going to get into our yeah. top 10 Okay, actually, movies. yeah,
0: because Suicide Squad is coming out this weekend and, um, our kind of schedules are going to be a little hectic this weekend with, I'm taking a trip with my family, so we're, we're definitely going to try to get that review, oh, we're going to try to get that review out, um, on Friday, maybe Saturday, we'll see how things go, um, probably Friday, if we're being honest, um. But I don't know how much time we're going to have to record. So we're going to do this list now and we'll figure something out to talk about maybe an indie movie or two, um, with Suicide Squad. But, so let's do this list. Um, Ozzy, let's start, start us off. What do you got at number 10? I got your, X-Men these, First these, class. these are of all time, top 10 superhero movies of all time. Yeah. X-Men First Class. Okay. Yeah. Um... It's not on my list, but I think it's fair to put it on my list. It's one of those fringe ones where I'm like, it's almost there. It could be there. I could easily put it in there, um, but it's yeah, not there. Yeah, I mean, I, I liked it because
1: you you really saw the origin of um, X Men and yeah. the. I was not expecting Charles to be Xavier. Good. Yeah, and uh, Michael Fat <laughs> Magneto. I don't know what, what's wrong with me today. Too <laughs> relaxed, guys. Um, no, but I really like the 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 origins of uh, Charles Xavier and Magneto. Yeah. So
0: really good to see that. Yeah, that was great. And you definitely, they get into their friendship. It was something we always hear about, like how they are good friends, but they're on opposite sides of things. And this movie really kind of um, explores that. And I really appreciated that aspect of it.
1: Yeah, especially, especially learning that Mm -hmm. Charles Xavier actually helped Magneto become the mutant that he is. So that was also a really interesting aspect as well.
0: Uh Uh-huh. And this was before Jennifer Lawrence gave up on playing mystique, so that was good. Um, but yeah, the performances were all good, and the story set in that time period is was really interesting. so yeah I, I agree with you. I really liked it just missed out on my list. What's your number 10? Uh, my number 10 sorry I gotta flip over the paper here is the Avengers. I know what? Pe- yeah, people are gonna hate me for having it this low. What? But I didn't love it as much. Mo- like, I, it, it was never in, at my number one. Even when it came out, I was just like, eh, it was good. Um, and I definitely well, think, I definitely think it's really good. Like, I'm not, I don't want that to sound like a dismissive, it was good, but you just, you it, just, it was a dismissive, it was good. Whatever. Um, but I don't know why I did it like that. Um the Avengers, should have even said that, to be real. Oh, shut up. Um The it's Avengers is a great movie. Um It's higher on your list, right? It's way higher on my okay, list. Okay, so you know what? Let's just save it. We'll talk about it when it's your turn. Okay. All right. Uh, what's your number nine? <laughs> my number nine is Deadpool. Not on my list. <laughs> it's because you're stupid. stupid. <laughs> the one people are going to hate me for. Uh, this is, I think, this is a movie where I appreciate... How what they did comedically, but it's not my kind. I of think movie. it was either overhyped for you or yeah, something. But really, I don't know. This was never my. This is never my kind of movie. Like I'm the person who doesn't like Tarantino movies. So you get if you give me an action movie or a, a superhero movie where it's supposed to be overly violent, I'm not going okay, to enjoy that's what, that. That's what Deadpool is, man. He's like, I, that's what I'm saying. This was this movie was never designed for me to like it. Or to love it. I, I do like this movie. I actually gave it a freaking, I think, 8.1, I think. Or maybe 8.3. Oh, I really like this movie. Oh, it's just not, like, something that I'm going to be, like, rewatching or buying on Blu-ray. It's just not. So. I love this. my I taste. Love, I love this movie. I thought this movie was everything I personally needed to
1: be. This movie had me dying laughing. This movie had the balls to do a few things in this movie that... Not a lot of, lot of, not a lot of other superhero movies yeah. did. So, definitely giving it props. And Ryan
0: Reynolds is perfect as Deadpool. He is. I, so. I just... And another complaint that I kind of have after thinking about it some, and maybe if I rewatch it, it might go down in score for me because of this. It claims to be kind of making fun of superhero movies, and it does at times. But if you step, take a step back and look at the plot... It's a very basic superhero story. <laughs> very basic. Um, that's kind of a complaint I have. But anyway, we'll, we'll move on to my number nine. Ozzy dismissively looking at me, hating me every second that I speak. But let's move on to my number nine, Iron Man. What? Yeah. It's not on my top ten list. Um, but I, I really do like Iron Man. I think it's um, one of the better MCU movies. Um, I think it's kind of underrated at this point. People forget it because it's the first one, but I never really liked it that much. Really? I mean, yeah. I mean, I thought it was a good
1: superhero movie. I just never, I was never in love with it as everybody was. I think I'm in the minority when it comes to that,
0: which I'm yeah. fine with. Iron Man is the, I might switch Iron Man and the Avengers if I just thought about it a little bit more. And Iron Man's the one where I kind of could put it in or out. It's kind of in that uh, first class frame. So I guess it probably should be lower than the Avengers, but whatever. Um, but I think this was the one that introduced us to Downey Jr. as Tony Stark, and that can't be ignored. He he was fantastic in this movie, and the the kind of visuals were um, revolutionary at the time, and it's just, it's a great movie that I think is underrated, like I said, because it is the first one. So, obviously, things have gotten better as we go along, so people forget how good the first one actually was. Mm-hmm. Um, um, especially maybe even the, do you think the sequels have tainted it? Um, because the, the second one was definitely not well received. The third one was polarizing. So do you think the fact that the sequels were not as well received as the first one at all, like not even close? Do you I think mean, that I mean, maybe. It? I mean, on top of that, you have a lot of other things now that yeah. are
1: coming out. I mean, you had Guardians that came out and then you had the Avengers. Yeah. So, I mean, there's just a lot of the things
0: that came out after it. And, yeah, and it's it's strange because, like, yes, it's a great it's a great movie, but it might be like the third, maybe fourth best movie that Iron Man is actually in in the MCU, which is crazy. No, not the third or fourth.
1: I mean, Avengers. You got Avengers, Avengers of Ultron, Civil War. Civil then you War. have the three Iron Man
0: movies. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So it's definitely <laughs> definitely third to you because he got Civil War and then Avengers. So it'd be the at least the third best movie that he's in, and it's not even his movie. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like maybe that hurts it as well.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I just don't think the the Iron Man series in general, which is really sad to say, from, at least from my mine. I just don't think it's as holds up as strong mm-hmm. as compared to Thor yeah. or Captain America.
0: I think there might be a lot of people that disagree with that, but... I mean, this is my opinion. Yeah, I know. Because I, I actually... I, I don't necessarily disagree with you, but... I mean, because... Because, like I said, the second one's not that good, and the third one, it's okay. It's po- definitely polarizing. A lot of people really like it, and a lot of people hate it. Um, so, yeah, I'm in between when, when it comes to that movie. Same. All right, well, let's move on. What is your number eight? Thor The Dark World. Uh, that is higher on my list. Okay, so this I is- think we are in the minority there. Yeah, so people are going to be baffled that we have it on our list. But hey, it's our list, so back off. Yeah, we'll talk about <laughs> it when we get to you. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, what's your number eight? Uh,
1: the first Spider-Man, like from Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire. Or- okay. Um, is that on your list? No. No you don't have any Toby Maguire Spider Man? No. I don't even have uh, Andrew Garfield here. Really? That one almost made my top ten. So are you
0: not a Spider Man list? Or Spider Man fan? I or? am
1: a Spider Man fan, but the thing is there are so many superhero movies that I've actually quite enjoyed more. Um, mm-hmm. actually the first Amazing Spider Man was all was actually, is actually in my top ten on Letterboxd. But mm-hmm. it since, you know, these newer movies have yeah. come out, it's kinda bumped it down. Yeah but Um, if I am going to say something, I do, I do enjoy the Spider-Man movies, especially, um, I'm going to say personally, I enjoyed the, um, Andrew Garfield. Yeah. You, you you liked the uh, second amazing Spider-Man more than I did. Correct. The reason why I liked the second, uh, amazing Spider-Man more than you did. I just, I appreciated what Mark Webb did when it came to like Spider-Man swinging I thought that was like really cool. cool. It bro. sounds like it not it sounds stupid, but like you, we we capture Spider Man like actually being Spider
0: Man. I think that's cool. And yeah, I mean nobody's. I'm not going to say that Andrew Garfield is the problem with that movie. It's he's far from the problem with that movie. Probably what helps that movie not be horrible. Yeah, I mean I like it. Good. I
1: like that movie more than most people, but I do understand the problems that yeah. that movie had.
0: All, all right, right. Uh, but anyway, back to the first Spider Man movie. Yeah, the, the first one that we all. It is my number eight. Um. I, I think it's, it's definitely the best of any Spider-Man movies to me. Um, I know most people would say the second Spider-Man is the best. I actually heard somebody today say that it's the best comic book movie yet. Uh, the second Spider-Man. I was like, okay. <laughs> like, I mean, I can't say that, but hey, good for you. <laughs> um, but I think the first one's a little better because, I like the villain better. I know this is kind of like again, most people like Doc Ock better, but I think that um Green Goblin was just a more compelling villain because just because of the fact that he was kind of a father figure. I know Doc Ock kind of was, but Goblin more was in the sense and that dual personality that he had. Where I love that scene where he's talking to himself with Green Goblin. Yeah, where he's talking to himself. Um I think that's great and. Yeah, it is, I think it's definitely the be- better origin of the two, um, in my opinion, of the two versions of Spider-Man we've gotten. And I, But I am definitely happy that we're staying away from the origin and, with the new Spider-Man. Yeah, because we've got that like... Twice now. Twice, so we can calm yeah. down, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, let's move on. What is your number seven? Avengers Age of Ultron. Oh, not on my top ten. I was high on that movie when it first came out, but that's definitely one that the more I think about it, the more I did not like it. So take it away, Austin. I
1: think James Spader really stole the show for me. Huh? Um, I thought I thought this Avengers was definitely more mature than the than the original that came out before it. So I really enjoyed this movie just for the maturity and just for the villain itself. I mean, the problem I had with this movie is that Ultron was really rushed. Yes, and if you see sort of the featurettes, which I guess helped the movie with me personally, you you do see um, you do understand Ultron's reasonings and, and stuff behind this
0: character. So that uh, that actually helped me. If there's another like, I think this is kind of like Batman v Superman in the sense where it would greatly benefit from an ultimate edition or an ex- a director's cut. Because yeah, I think there's I, there's so many aspects of this movie that you just need a little more, like, why is this happening? <laughs> so Yeah, I mean, I... And I, that definitely, that's what hurts it for me. I just, there's a lot of plot lines where I'm just like, wait, wait, this just came out of nowhere? Like, what is happening right now?
1: Yeah, I mean, I understand where a lot of people are coming from. I just, I love to see the Avengers together, first of all. That's what um, I've yeah, been waiting definitely. for. And just, again, James Fader really stole the show for me as, I mean, as Ultron, yeah, so... His-
0: for I mean, his voice definitely, obviously, is great, um, and like his vocal perform, like it was good performance. It's just uh, how much can like that kind of that that go? I don't know. It just it, it's not enough to propel the movie. Like forward, I maybe. like
1: I said, it's the kind of the featurettes I saw after the movie okay. that um that like when you when when they explained his character and okay. uh, his mindset in a sense it helped me really just say, Oh, okay. Yeah. This is okay. okay. So that's what made me, that's why it's in my top Fair
0: 10. Enough. Fair enough. Um, what, Oh, what's your number seven? It's number seven. That's what we're at.
1: Dark Knight Rises. Wow. Nine. That's actually, that's actually my number six.
0: Oh really? Okay. Yeah. So let's just talk about it right now. Um, I thought this wasn't going to be in your top 10. Um, I wasn't expecting it to be because <laughs> I know that I'm kind of in the minority with this movie. um, it's definitely one that people have turned on, strangely. Um, I th- I find it strange that people have turned on this movie. I still think it's a great movie. Um, I-, I think Christopher Nolan is a brilliant director, y- even though I'm kind of down on um, Interstellar. But other than that, I think he's a brilliant director, and I think this is just another great example of a great Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah, I mean,
1: you really do see the chaotic... Mm-hmm version of the Joker here. Yeah. And so, wait, Dark Knight or Dark Knight Rises? Dark Knight. Dude, we're talking about two different movies. Oh, crap. I heard Dark Knight. Okay. Uh,
0: Oops, my bad.
1: Alright, so Dark Knight rises? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Anyways, no I mean <laughs> that's not that's heck? not in my top ten.
0: That's what Whoops. I was like. I was like, "Wait, what is happening right now? I thought it was Dark Knight." Sorry, Dude, guys. you have Dark Knight Universe six Oh, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dark Knight Rises. Uh, geez, this okay, ozzy is like in out of his mind right I'm now. On La La Land. That, that trailer was fantastic by the way. Anyways, um, um and Dark Knight Rises. So, why is it not on your top 10? <laughs>
1: It's just the more I've watched it, some of the editing is just really bad in this movie, and that's really what kills me. When I see a guy tripping on himself, that really lowers the movie for me. I watched the movie again recently and I looked mm-hmm. really into the whole huge fight scene that they had. I literally saw this guy moving his head backward without even getting punched. So I mean, yeah, stuff like that I, really I know. Just I bothers me.
0: You, you- kind of cinema sims it up and like picked out different things that were wrong with it and i get that that's fine but to me like that it's just those are little technical things and yes they're kind of annoying and could have been fixed but they're not enough to ruin the movie for me um, i mean
1: it's 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 still a pretty good movie I mean, I mean when i saw the i'm not trying to get into spoilers with you guys who haven't seen it
0: yeah
1: um okay the end kind of but maybe I I
0: appreciate the end more than most people. I think that people you're in the don't, minority there. Yeah, I definitely am. But I think people don't appreciate it and don't understand it because I think you have to look in Nolan's kind of history with how he wants to end his stories. He ends them very ambiguously, and that's what, exactly what this movie was. It was an ambiguous ending, and people didn't think of that. Think that, and they're just like, "Oh, that's stupid." And it's like you don't know if that's actually what happened, but. Whatever, um, that's just my process there. Um, also, I I think Bane is a worthy successor as a villain to the to the Joker. Yes, he's not nowhere near as good as the Joker I liked, was I liked as villain, the, I like Bane. I think you I, you, I think you and I Bane. are
1: actually in the minority yeah. when it comes to that. I actually liked Bane as a villain.
0: Um, all right, well, anyway, let's move on to your number six, (laughs) The Dark Knight, which you started talking about. There we go. Um, okay, (laughs) okay, actually, please explain to me how this is number six. How? Let's, because I'm obviously, I'm going to talk about it later, but how is this, how is this number six? There's just a lot of better movies that came out to me personally. You're insane. You're absolutely not Knight. insane. The Dark
1: Knight is a cinematic masterpiece. Congratulations. It doesn't make it a part of my top ten. Oh my gosh. You you even said to me, and I'll put it y'all put your put you on blast in the show, Oh, Guardians of the Galaxy is my personal favorite, but I know there's other masterpieces out there that are like better yeah. than it. Okay, the same thing on me. It may be a cinematic masterpiece, but it doesn't mean it's in like my number one favorite superhero movie of all time. Okay. It's that's six
0: fine. that's fair. That's fair. If you if you don't appreciate it then that's I I'm do appreciate <laughs> it. It's in my top ten. It's not a
1: bad movie. It's actually a really good movie. But <laughs> I'm just playing. All
0: right. Well, let's move
1: on. I'm not saying it's over here. It's like trash. All right. My number six is... nowhere. Let me tell you something. Man is Steel doesn't even touch this movie at all. So, okay. there you go. I know that makes you happy right yeah. there. That makes you really happy. It won't make me happy <laughs> if it makes you less.
0: Um, <laughs> X-Men Days of Future Past is my number six. What? Yep. Oh, wait. Okay, never mind. Wait, what? Because mine's <laughs> higher. Okay. But it can't be that much higher. I mean... <laughs> it's really high, Carlos. Okay. I'm as a music card. Excellent Days, Future Past. Obviously, it's brilliant. But we'll talk about it when we get to your spot. Um, what's your number five? Captain America Civil... I mean went to Winter Soldier. Sorry. Oh. You have me there because I...
1: <laughs> um... <laughs> I, it's not on my list. I know it's on your list. I really liked it. it introducing Bucky back into the fold was also a really smart move. I mean, but
0: you didn't like it because this one I, particular scene no, that happened. No, 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 no. No. If you want my thoughts on that movie, go back and listen to our last episode. Go to our hot take section. <laughs> it was great. Um, but yeah. I, I really I'm, like not, I'm not going to say anything more because I just talked about it last yeah, week. Yeah, I really do like this it's average.
1: The, the action in this movie is definitely some of the best action that we've gotten just I'm just gonna say in general, like in an action movie, just in general. So oh, I really so like the action. Yeah, the, the action is. Story that makes absolutely no sense. But Yeah, the, act, the action in this movie is fantastic. I'm not gonna get into details with the story because I like the story.
0: Um. Anyways, okay. all right. Well, my number five, um, Captain America: Civil War. Where do you it's have
1: it? It's high. It's yeah. really, that was okay. actually really all high. All right. All right. Well, let's move on. then. <laughs> all right. Let's do number four. My number four is X Men: Days of Future Past. Oh,
0: so it wasn't that much time. Okay, yeah, it wasn't. It was a mess. Days of Future Past. It, it's brilliant. The way it kind of weaves together these two storyline, or not these two storylines, but these two groups of um, actors, these ensembles, and it, it just, it's just so seamless. It's like obviously you can pick apart the time travel aspect, but you can pick apart any time travel in any movie or show. So forget that and just enjoy the movie.
1: It's so good. I thought the movie was brilliant. Definitely bringing on the the former cast yep. is also a great move, and just seeing them in a darker aspect mm-hmm. is also really interesting. And seeing how they were in the past, so it's. I really like this particular
0: story of X Men. It's definitely one. It's it's definitely one of my and favorites. I love that it ex- it explores. Xavier in such a vulnerable place. Yes. It, that is such a great switch to make. Cause I, like, you're going into this movie thinking, okay, so he lost the use of his legs in, the, in first class. So obviously he's gonna be the Xavier that we all know him up, But he's not. He's depressed. <laughs> he is taking medicine so he doesn't have his powers. Like, it's just, I, I think it's such a great thing. And the perfect example of that is how they flipped the switch from his, from Wolverine's cameo in, uh, first class to where Xavier says the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> that is brilliant. That is a great flip and it's a great way to kind of switch where these characters have always been and kind of throw everything off so you don't know what to expect with the rest of the movie. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, Days of Future Past for a long time has been in my top five. It just got bumped out. Um, by Civil War, but it I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, you have, Unless you have anything more to say, we will move on to my number four. No. All number right. Four. I don't think this is going to be on your list, and I think it's a shame, because I think people forget about this movie. Go ahead. Batman 1989. The I don't first, even remember that movie. The first Michael Keaton Batman. Don't remember it. You are... Just disturbing. (laughs) I'm going to be honest, man. There's a lot that goes on
1: (laughs) in a day, especially being me. Okay. I've a lot of information from different people. But that doesn't explain (laughs) Batman. I was born before that movie came out. That's not an excuse. That's the dumbest excuse I've ever heard. Batman
0: 1989. (laughs) That is, it's what started people being able to respect comic books. I completely disagree with you. I'm playing, listening around. All right, go. <laughs> the importance of that movie is undeniable. I mean, before that, before that movie, all people could think of was, when it came to Batman, was the old Adam West Batmans. Like, mm-hmm. the cheesy, oh, this Wasn't is Wasn't the comedy. Michael Keaton uh, version
1: directed by um, Tim Burton? Yes. Yes, yeah, that I can, I and, respect, I respect those was, movies.
0: And it was, and it was a reigned in Tim Burton. He didn't go full Tim Burton. Mm-hmm. Um... And I think that his kind of style, but pulled back just a little bit, was absolutely perfect for Batman because it kind of it was a it allowed us to get that dark version of Batman that we that people wanted, mm-hmm. um, especially after the Dark Knight Returns had come out. Um, the the comic, the Dark Knight Returns had come out. People were wanting a darker Batman on film, and Batman '89 was that. And I think it still stands up, Art holds up. You watch that movie, and yeah, sure, there's some cheesy aspects to some things, but most of the stories still work. Ke- or Keaton, as Batman, He's to me, he's still the best Bruce Wayne we've gotten. Um, And his Batman was not bad. I really liked his Batman. He's pr- maybe my second favorite Batman. Maybe. Who's your first? Uh... Bail probably. Bail? Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll we'll see how Ben Affleck goes, and we'll readjust those rankings as we rankings as we go along. But Keaton is great as Batman, and then before Heath Ledger's Joker, there was Jack Nicholson's Joker, and it is fantastic. And he's a different Joker than some of the newer versions we've gotten. But he's more of a classic Joker that you would know from the comics, and I Mm -hmm. think it 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 really works, especially when compared to Keaton's um, Batman. Yeah, when they're held up against each other, it they really worked well together. Um, so yeah, that's my number four, an underappreciated movie, especially by Aussie. All right, well, (laughs) let's. What is your number three? Guardians of the Galaxy. Um. We'll talk about that because <laughs> I already know what place that's in for you. <laughs>
1: Everybody knows
0: what place that is. For um. All right, my number three is one that we you wanted to talk about a lot earlier. Thor: The Dark World, and I know I'm going to get so much crap for this. No, online, yeah, I, I, it's, it's in my top ten. So. I know at least you got my back on this one. Yes, Thor: The Dark World is fantastic.
1: I think Thor: The Dark World is seriously an underrated film. I mean this this is about. Thor finally accepting his brother for who he really is, which is like a yeah, really madman.
0: Their dynamic, people and don't th- think about that. Th-
1: this is this is Loki kind of saying, "Okay, I care about you in a sense, mm-hmm. not really, but like I care about you." And I realize that like a lot of my problems don't necessarily like involve you. And so, like, these are a lot of things that I really like. Mm-hmm. And it's Thor, you know, basically basically taking on this this leadership aspect that he really doesn't want to. Mm-hmm. But he does take it, yeah. So I mean, I really like this movie. Yeah, you can say the villain is just there, but it's I, if you look at the dynamic between Loki and Thor, exactly, and some and like the dialogue that they have, so, like when Natalie Portman is like knocked out, yeah, that dialogue just hits you home, I mean, and it's it, that's no, some of the best dialogue I've yeah. actually seen in a
0: Marvel movie. The, the dynamic between Thor and Loki is so complex in this movie and they explore it and it's so good. I'm like, there's so many moments where you're like, I don't know if Thor can trust Loki at this point. And you, so because you don't know if he can trust him, obviously you're concerned when Thor is like, I gotta trust him. And it's, it's just so good because there's so many layers to it.
1: Yeah, and I'll never forget where Thor is just like, "I wish I could trust you," yeah. and then Loki just l- looks at him, and then the soundtrack comes out, which yeah. is perfect. Yeah, and then Loki just says, "Trust my rage," and that is fantastic. That just that gets me, uh-huh. and I really, I really like the dynamic. It's comedic, but it's yeah. also very serious. All right,
0: and. Uh,
1: also, it's the action in this movie, yeah. when I saw, I don't know what his name was, but he, he took on like this form. It was like this really huge form thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. But when he knocked Thor's hammer away from him, mm-hmm. that blew my mind. I was yeah. like, what? <laughs> this thing like, is not even yeah. worthy. And he just knocked uh, Thor's hammer away like that. That's yeah. awesome.
0: Uh, I really. And going back to even the kind of relationships in this movie, the, the relationship between Thor and Loki and his and their mother. Yeah. That's that to me is what really pushes this movie over the edge because it kind of like it, that relationship and what happens there, um, which, okay. Spoiler alert. Skip ahead again. 30 (laughs) seconds. while I say this when, all right, ready, go when she dies. It's just, it, it, you can feel the impact that it has on these two characters. And it's, it's brilliant. I'm, I'm just like, people don't think about these things. And then again, okay, I'm not going to spoil this, but there is a twist in this movie that happens late in this movie involving Loki that to me is still not like, nobody talks about that. The fact like what happens with Loki, nobody talks about that. And that should, that is going to, going to have huge impacts on for future Thor movies and the MCU in general, and nobody talks about it because people are like, "Oh, Thor: The Dark World sucked," and it's like, no, no it, it didn't. Is. Like, it. The really what propels this movie
1: is the relationship with their mother yeah. and the dynamic with Thor and Loki. Yeah. I mean, this is just a movie.
0: Right. Let, I really enjoyed yeah. this movie. Let's it, address the kind of uh, elephant in the room. It's what people complain most about is Malekith, the villain. I don't hate Malekith? I mean, yes, yes, he's a truly evil, like, all he is is just this evil force that wants to consume everything in darkness. And yes, that's not a very complex complex um, motives for your villain, but when you have such complex relationships going throughout most of the movie, you, it's fine. I I don't think that's a necessity for this kind of movie.
1: Yeah, and I don't think it's necessarily a, a negative either. Um, I thought the villain did what he did, and I, I think it worked for this movie.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, to be to be honest with you, we wouldn't have the dynamic that we have with Thor or Loki without Malekith mm-hmm. doing what he did in the end. Yeah, And um, I think people need to just really sit back and appreciate that, in a sense, because mm-hmm. that's something that I don't think we would have gotten.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and like- the fact that Malekith actually had Odin really... And actually got Odin in a very vulnerable place. Yeah. I mean, this is Odin we're They're, talking about about and the fact that Thor had to really take charge of this yeah. one while Odin was just thinking irrationally. That's
0: yeah. th- that's that's crazy. I mean, that attack on Asgard is is fantastic. It and, just is yeah. it's great to watch um, like I love all the Asgard stuff. Whenever we go to Asgard, energy, I'm like, yes, let's yeah, go. Yeah, because it's, <laughs> it's great. It's a great um,
1: storyline. It's definitely the, the setting. I have to yeah. give Marvel props, Marvel and Disney props for this. The way they set Asgard, yeah. Asgard up is yeah. fantastic. And I do love, I do love the cinematography yeah. in those
0: movies. So. Um, and Natalie Portman, I thing people complain about, I, I think she's a great actress. I get people's complaints about their chemistry. It's not necessarily the best. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's fine. like, it's not something where I'm just gonna be like, this is horrible. And people are like, oh, why, w- why did she randomly fall upon this? She's trying to find a way to get to Thor. I don't think it's that big of a stretch that she f- stumbles upon something like this when she's trying to figure out a way to get to Thor. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know, whatever. Um, you just heard our defense of Thor <laughs> the Dark World. <laughs> um, so, come at us if you disagree with us. We'll be happy to talk about that. <laughs> um, alright. My no- or what? Your number two. My number two is Avengers. Okay, um, obviously it's my number ten. So we'll talk about it. All right. The reason why the Avengers is my number two is because I
1: remember when I was a kid and my uncle was like, I watched this movie with my uncle Victor and we saw the Incredible Hulk and then we saw Iron Man in the end. Yeah. My uncle was like, "What the Avengers?" I was like, "What the heck is that?" And he told me what that what yeah. what it was, and I was really excited, and I was yeah. waiting years for this movie. And then I remember after Captain America, I think it was the first Avenger. But we saw, like, the teaser for it at the end. And so, like, when I remember seeing this movie when, we, when everybody was just finally sitting together in the room. I was like, this is awesome. And yeah. I just, I really liked the nostalgia that was there. And definitely seeing all these heroes together for the first time with Marvel and Disney making really cinematic mm-hmm. history, bringing all these heroes together was just awesome. Mm-hmm. And I was in love seeing it. And it's it's something that I will never forget. It's something... It hit home for me, personally, and I really enjoy this movie.
0: Yeah. Um, I I really do like it. I just... I think the story is kind of, like... It gets a little slow on the part where they're in the um, helicarrier. And to me, this the story's okay. Like, I love me some Loki. Don't get me wrong. But it's just like, all right, we're fighting mindless villains. It's just... Whatever. I I don't I'm not as compelled as it as compelled by it as some people seem to be and I do think a lot of it when it comes to some of the love for this movie just the crazy amount of love this movie got and still gets it's the first time you're seeing these characters like you just said mm-hmm. and I think that's understandable the only thing
1: I will I, I, compl- yeah. the only thing I will complain about this movie this is a small thing this Captain America's costume in this movie it was just so. <laughs> cartoonish in this movie it was ridiculous yeah. it I it didn't think. fit with the style of the movie it didn't uh, bother me as much even Josh Whedon said he he wished he would have changed that okay. costume so um <laughs> yeah
0: oh and definitely the character who stole the movie I mean, it's obviously the Hulk he was fantastic movie. In yes. Ruffalo's introduction as the Hulk um he got up to a hot start so yeah definitely appreciate that all right my number two is the Dark Knight yes it is a cinematic masterpiece um Keith Ledger's Joker, it's one of the greatest performances of all time. Yes, I said it. Um, It's just the...
1: And now I'm going to say what I'm going to say. Because I know it was late. I know it was too early before. Okay. But you really do see the chaotic side of the Joker in this movie. And I don't think... I mean, a lot of people do realize that. But Mm -hmm. um, I I thought his Joker completely stole the show. Definitely the dialogue between him and Harvey Dent is, again, great pieces of dialogue. Mm-hmm. And I, I just love Joker's introduction in this movie. It's and great. To fantastic. me, this is
0: where you most get to see um, this Christopher Nolan version of Batman be kind of a detective. Like, you'd see him actually doing detective-type things, and you're like, all right, this is really cool. Um, and then, obviously, the... Some people say, some people say that... Um, Two-Face's storyline was kind of thrown in there. I disagree because I think it was kind of emblematic of the overall... The point of the movie. The themes of the movie. Mm-hmm. Talking about kind of what some, what you have to do to do the right thing. And what kind of it brings you to. And how you can... like. I mean, the entire point of the movie can be summed up in, in one line, basically. It's like, you either live or you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become a villain. And I think, it, I think that, that line is the purpose of two face being in that movie. And that's why I think it works. Uh-huh. I um, and Joker's introduction in this movie is fantastic. I know most people will even say the, um, the bank robbery scene with the Joker is great. And I don't even think to me, that's not the full introduction to the Joker. To me, it's the magic trick. That's when you're like, oh, this is a (laughs) joke. And that's... It's one of the best introductions. Whichever one you count as the introduction, I think it's one of the best of all time for a villain. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. Well, let's move on. What is your number one, Ozzy? Captain America Civil War. Already. It's your number one.
1: Yes. I'm going to say that straight off the bat. It's my number one because... This is a movie where, first of all, I never thought it was going to happen, but really the way the movie was shot, the reasonings behind these characters' motives, and just the fact that I really could not choose a side between either of these characters is amazing. Mm-hmm. And you, each character had its moment to shine. Mm-hmm. The actions movie was great. Um, you just you just really understood each and every one of these characters, and you really just cannot choose a side. And I think that this is the, definitely the best the Marvel movie that we've had um, in a long time. And I gotta say, man, I mean this this movie definitely it's it's gonna be my top ten of the year because it's it's that
0: great to me. I really enjoy this movie. I love this movie, and I think it'll be on the edge of my top ten of the year. I don't think it will probably most likely won't make it, but it'll be right there. Um, it's it's great though the the way um these characters interact and kind of the just there are different they're different ideals and how that kind of is the main conflict in the movie for most of the movie it's just they have different ideals and about how to deal with things and how to deal with these issues that are coming up uh-huh. um and like I said every character kind of has their moment to shine the introduction of Spider Man it's great um. Ant-Man being brought into the movie. His, like I was not expecting him to have such a great part of the movie, and he did. Um, and then, obviously, the action is fantastic. Yes. Everybody wants to talk about air, air, um, the airport scene. It's one of the best scenes you'll ever get in a superhero movie. Yeah. It, it's fantastic. Um, Alright, well, my number one It's it's, it's, obvious. If you know me or if you listen to this podcast for any length of time, it's Guardians of the Galaxy. It's my favorite movie of all time. It's, uh, to me, when you're talking about something that's your favorite, it's something that's going to be rewatchable. It's, and like, you can just sit down and watch it anytime. And Guardians of the Galaxy is that for me. I can watch that movie anytime and over and over and over again. And I have. (laughs) I watched it, how many times have I watched that movie in the theater? Like, at least four. <laughs> I love that movie. Um, four or five is what my mother is saying in the background. Um, but yeah, it's, it's so enjoyable and just these characters and the way they're kind of brought together. And then, um, it's like you would never think you would grow attached to a talking raccoon in a tree, but you are. <laughs> it's so good. Um, and I, The movie is just pure fun. It is. And it's it's definitely, it's by far the funniest of the MCU movies. I'm just going to say this.
1: I mean, Marvel at that time in 2014, I think 2014 was when it was made, right? Really proved, because I remember this was around the time everybody wanted like a dark superhero movie. Mm -hmm. And I have to say that Guardians of the Galaxy, what James Gunn did with this movie, he really proved that you don't have to be dark. Mm-hmm. to To have a good super movie, to be movie. yeah yeah and he proved that for everybody again like guys could still have fun without being a dark yeah. and that's great so one of the things I loved about this movie is that it came out it came out around that time where you know we really wanted a dark superhero in a movie and I think Guardians of the Galaxy really mm-hmm. made us take a step back and say okay let's let's have
0: fun and be dark yeah. at the same time like, let's made, do that that it was the movie that kind of like obviously Marvel was obvious was already dominant power at the box office uh-huh. and in Hollywood. But this was the movie that kind of showed Marvel can literally do anything. Yeah. And like they made ninety one million, I think, something like that, something crazy like that, opening weekend with Guardians of the Freaking Galaxy. Marvel can do whatever the heck they want. That's the bottom line. And people are gonna see it. <laughs> and, yeah and and It's But the fact that they were able to do that, and it was also good. I'm telling you, like you said, this movie is just pure, just fun. And that's what this is. I can be in the worst possible mood. Like, something horrible has happened, and it ruined my day. I pop in Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm going to be happy by the end of it. It's just so good and so enjoyable. I love that movie. It's my favorite movie of all time. Um... So, yeah, that is our top 10 uh, superhero, superhero, movies. superhero movies of all time. <laughs> um, who knows? Maybe Suicide Squad breaks in there, but, um, a little nervous about that. Um, lo- we're going to get into late, that, but yes. we'll, we'll get there when we have our review, which will be on Friday-ish, Friday, Saturday. Um, and then we will also have a spoiler discussion early next week, um, but anyway, let's move on to our recommendations, and then we'll close out here with quick recommendations, because we're running long here. I'm going
1: to recommend Third of the Dark World. I think people need to watch it again, and I think people really need to focus on the dialogue, because I, don't th- I think that movie is seriously underrated, and sure. it
0: actually frustrates me. I'm not going to disagree with <laughs> you, and I will definitely second that <laughs> notion. Um, my recommendation is going to be a TV show, which actually just finished their second season last... Week, um, Wayward Pines. I think that the first season is wrapped in a lot of mystery. You're not sure what's going on, and as things slowly start to get to re- get revealed, you're like, oh, this takes a direction that I'm not expecting. And it's produced by A Night Shyamalan, so obviously there's some twists in this. And I think it it really works in a series format as opposed to some of his recent movies. That guy scares me. Uh, <laughs> And the second season, I was unsure of it at first, but it finished so strong. The last half of this second season is fantastic. And again, takes some turns where you're just like, I, I was flabbergasted. It was just like, what the heck just happened? It was so good. Where um, Pines season two is great. So I, I would definitely, it's a quick binge too. I think it's only 10 episodes per season. So it's not bad um, of a binge. So definitely check that out. Alrighty, Carlos, where can people find you? On Twitter at Cherry456. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at ScreenFellas. And, yeah, make sure you rate and review the podcast. Please share it. Please, please, please. That would be great. All right, guys. And you can find me on
1: Twitter at CastroOzzy. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please feel free to listen and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Please, like Carlos just said, please rate the show and review the podcast on iTunes because that'd help us a lot and like I said last time, guys, come on. Come on guys. We we go through a lot. I mean we love you. So I would appreciate it <laughs> that you could show some love back. Um guys, this is Screenfellows, Fellows and we hope you enjoyed the show.